0: Greek Nation, it's his first time joining us here in the Lucas Oil Studios. Jordan Smith, your 250 winner from the Mudfest in San Francisco. Jordan, are you still cleaning dirt, <laughs> mud out of orifices in your body, given what happened last weekend in San Francisco and that Mudfest in the 250s?
1: Yeah, I had to get home and uh, get an extra good shower because our uh, hotel shower wasn't wasn't that great because uh, the drain was like kind of stopped up, so you only had a few minutes to get a shower before it started <laughs> overflowing. So. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it's, it was, muddy, but uh, I'm all cleaned up and ready to go again, uh, in San Diego.
0: Well, let's talk about San Francisco. And, and again, it's a big win for you. We get it. But as big as that win was, a lot of people still talking about, uh, the weather, the rain, the mud, it, this might be a rhetorical question, but it sounds like you were better prepared to run in the mud than a lot of those other riders, or was it just the luck of uh, the luck of some of the things that you did on the track immediately.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, it always takes a lot of luck for sure to, to win a race like that, a uh, a, a complete mud fest. I mean, that was pretty much just survival out there. So, um, but my team, uh, Monster Energy Yamaha Star Racing does a really good job in conditions like that. They have, uh, they take everything into consideration and uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome. And, you know, I think that in years past, I haven't been the best, the best mud rider, but uh, this year, going in getting a good start executing like I did is just uh, a testament to the preparation and the work that we put in as a team this offseason, and how prepared I am for this year.
2: Jordan, I remember you saying something like that on the podium as well, that you, you did not consider yourself a great mud racer until now, but what was it with the team? How were you guys as a team? So how do you guys as a team gel before what is set to be a pretty challenging weekend?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I just have to trust in, in my team because they've been there, done that. They have a lot of championships on the wall, on the door of that rig. And uh, they, they have those championships for a reason. And I uh, just trust in them. Also trust in uh, the experience that I have uh, racing in those throughout my career. I've been doing it for quite a while. And uh, I have to lean on my experience as well. Um, and, you know, it's just it comes down to tire changes, uh, suspension changes you know making decisions on the clutch that kind of that sort of thing and uh it was uh we we made all the right decisions saturday night
2: as the points leader i know we still have a small sample size we're just a couple races into the season but as the points leader how do you look at the rest of this season and who's going to be your biggest competition who are you need to going to be a little cautious racing next to and who are you just going to basically pin it against
1: yeah, I mean, uh, the plan is to try and pin it against everyone, right? But, uh, I mean, you know, I've raced all these guys quite a bit in my career, especially RJ. Uh, and, you know, he's going to be really good. I trained all year last year at, at our training facility in, in Cairo, Georgia with uh, Levi Kitchen. So, I know how he rides a lot as well. And um, right now, they're the two closest to me in the points. So, um i think uh you know it's still really early it's two rounds in anything can happen but uh, i think it's you know as of right now it's us three that you know really going to be battling hard and uh and you know nate will get in there joe will get in there you know you have Mm -hmm. garrett riding really good so i mean there's so much competition this year in our in our class on on this coast and uh yeah it's going to be a dogfight every week i think
0: hey crasher hold on just a second all right jordan with an o Jordan Smith. You're not gonna let him live 250 winner from San Francisco. Listen, whose ass do you want to kick more this year? Just tell me, Jordan.
1: I want to get a hold of them. Like I said, you know, I mean, uh, you know, you see the stats of me and RJ were pretty close in uh wins, podiums, races, all that. I've grew up racing with him uh since you know, we were in B class. I mean, really longer than that since we were little, little guys at the track in Florida. So uh, you know, it, it feels good racing him. Uh, I've, I've raced him quite a bit. I know how he races. And uh, yeah, it's always, it's always nice to get a little edge on him. Kenny's always one to
2: wanting to start rivalries, like angry rivalries. <laughs> but sometimes you can be buddies out there. And sometimes that leads to better racing because you trust each other when you're side by side more. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely, like I said, I know how these guys race a lot. Uh, I haven't raced with Joe a ton. Uh, but Nate and I practice every day together, like every single day, Levi and I did for the last year and a half up until this off season, uh, RJ and I have raced since we were seven, eight, nine years old. Um, so, you know, I have a lot of experience racing all these guys and I trust them out on the track for sure. So I think, uh, it's definitely shaping up for good racing and, uh, I think we're all pretty good starters too. So it's going to be tough, you know, it's going to be, um, it's going to be a dogfight like every race, I think. It's just like there're going to be a lot of fast guys up front a lot of battling.
0: Stat, I promise, I know you've got several questions to ask Jordan, but the three of us know this. If there were machetes and machine guns available which for Chad Reed and James Stewart, there would have been machine guns and machetes and and shotguns taken out at each other uh jeremy and ricky i mean bro i just want i just want you guys to get pissed off at each other from time to time Why?
1: <laughs> we will we will i'm sure i'm sure it'll come down to that at some point i mean uh we'll race each other hard for sure it's uh but but you know it's uh it's we we all know how uh how wrong it can go how quickly we've all been injured pretty bad especially me and rj and had a lot of injuries throughout our career so uh I think we're also trying to be smart here early in the season and uh, as we kind of ramp it up throughout the season and it gets a little closer I think that uh we'll, you'll see some fireworks.
2: That's veteran speak. There you go. There you
3: go. <laughs>
1: Dude, our notes say that
3: you were the first one to graduate from arena cross into supercross uh in the same season. Uh if that's true is that something you aimed for? I know competitors all aim to do the best they can, or is that just something that fell in your lap?
1: Yeah, uh, that was actually a program uh, put in place at the time, uh, kind of like the Supercross futures now with the amateur guys having to race and uh, get their points to eventually be able to race a pro supercross. Uh, at the time that I was turning pro, uh, it was kind of my year was the first year that we had to race arena Cross to get our points to then race supercross. so Uh, Yeah, I was I was required to do three arena crosses that year um, and wasn't planning on it the years leading into that. until we found out about that rule, Uh, went and and knocked out those three arena crosses really quick. And uh, yeah, didn't turn pro uh, about a month later.
3: I haven't been to a lot of arena cross races, but it seems like there's a massive step from one to the other. For those of us who would never get a chance to make that step. What's that like to go from the bull ring battles in a, in a stadium arena Cross versus the some of the technology and speed of Supercross?
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot different. you know I like got the arena crosses for the most part, uh, a lot of them were up north that, that I did them in January. A lot of them were pretty far northern in the United States and uh, it was really cold, so we pitted actually in the arenas in the kind of the tunnels of the arenas. Um, no trucks, anything like that. You just kind of had all your gear and everything kind of set up in a little bullpen area. Um, and then moving to supercross, you come with the big rigs and the autograph signings and all that stuff. Like, and you know, that was a big step, a lot more fans. Uh, the tracks are a lot bigger. Um, as far as the competition goes, you know, like obviously Supercross is the best of the best, but they had some really good riders in Arena Cross at the time too. Um, some veteran guys that really knew what they were doing. So um that could have came to Supercross and finished top ten for sure. So uh the competition was pretty stacked uh both places. But uh yeah, it was um it was a fun time to to get to do that. It was a long time ago though, for sure. It was uh probably shoot ten years ago now.
3: So Jordan Smith wanted a supercross uh, two fifty in the mud in San Francisco. For those of us who will never ride in the competition or otherwise through mud Smith's like career you career went through. Career. Mud up to your axles on your bike. I don't know if you took a face plant like some of the other guys did, but what could it possibly be like to just be like a kid and be out there and all of that craziness and uh, swim your way to the finish line?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, to me, it's a lot of fun. I like riding and stuff like that. Uh, I typically don't like racing in it just because so many things can go wrong. But, uh, you know, you don't necessarily get to do that every day at practice if it rains, like, you're not going to go out and ride in that stuff most of the time because it's just pretty much thousands of dollars in damage to the bike. Uh so to get the chance to go out and ride in something like that is a lot of fun. Uh it makes it a lot more fun whenever you're leading the race. Uh but also more stressful with about 4 or 5 minutes to go in that race. It was uh the ruts were getting so deep and uh it was really hard with like on the finish line jump and stuff with them being really steep because you come over and you're pretty much blind until you get over the top to see all the ruts at the bottom. So it was really hard to kind of funnel into those and, uh, and stay straight. But, uh, yeah, I executed the best I ever have in a mud race. So I was really happy with that. And, uh, like you said, I was a kid in a candy shop out there just playing in the mud. If you watch
0: the broadcast, you hear Ricky, you hear, you hear Carmichael, you you hear Diffie, you hear how excited they were for you to win that damn race. It's like, finally, finally, we got Smith in the, uh, up on the podium in the top spot. So congratulations on that, buddy.
1: Thank you, uh, yeah, like I said, it's been a long time coming. A lot of downfalls and a lot of hard work, and uh, a lot of people believing in me and sticking behind me to uh, to get back to there.